All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a special timingresearch.com crowd forecast news uh, episode where uh, we're going to do a um, market outlook with the option professor. And uh, you should be seeing his charts right now. So I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to him. Okay. Thank you, David. And uh, very good to talk to you, everybody, tonight. Um, I would like to go over a bunch of different markets today before we get started. I'm the option professor, Jim. And uh, I've been in the business for decades. I've uh, educated thousands and thousands of people through my seminars nationwide. And I've traded thousands of options myself. And I've also traded millions in stocks. So at the end of the day, I feel like I'm fairly knowledgeable. And what I'm going to do is share that knowledge with you today. Uh, what I'm not going to be doing is giving you advice. So I ask you to consult your brokerage firm and your broker to determine your suitability and your risk tolerance and make your decisions that way. But I'll be showing you some of my methodologies and I'll be sharing with some of my opinions and thoughts on what the markets are doing and what they might be doing in the future. Okay, at the end of the broadcast, I'll explain how you can get a hold of me and some of the things I might be able to do for you. All right, let's get started so we don't waste any time. Uh, S&P 500. Whenever I look at anything, I look at the long-term picture and then I move it into the front, okay? So right now, what do I see in the long-term? I see a double top here right now. I see the RSI. Let me put the RSI up there. Forgot to do that. Let me do that right now. And we are set. Okay. So you get the RSI up here the first time it was up, which was 2021 at this level. And the RSI was up in the uh, 74 area, 75 almost. You see the RSI right there? 74. Where's the RSI now? It's at 62. That's a divergence. And that makes me very, very thinking uh, that we could see a drop off because let me tell you about RSI and this is all my opinions like I told you in the beginning if RSI goes through 60 dramatically we're going to have an acceleration phase if it does not it's a top so what do I think I think we're in on the verge of an acceleration phase or at a verge on the top either way that's very exciting so the bottom line though is if it can't get through to 62 it looks like a top and a reversion to the mean look how far we are above the moving averages very possible so which one would I be betting on? More than likely that it's going to revert to the mean, but we'll see. Five-year graph, got a high point here of 62, 70. You got 70 there at the high point. And where are we up here now? 69. So you made a big new high of 200 S&P points, but the RSI hasn't made a new high. That's not good. And again, a reversion to the mean is quite possible. Again, I'm not saying there's going to be a drop, but I'll tell you when there will be, in my opinion, one-year graph. See the red line there? It's not pointing down yet starts pointing down, there's going to be a drop, just like there was a drop here in what, August, right? Just like after that rally, there was a drop in September. After that little rally, there was a drop in October. And I'm telling you, if it starts dropping underneath, 47.94 is going to start dropping here. Now, how far will the drop go? I'll tell you what I think, because the entire planet is so bullish. If it starts dropping underneath 47.90, and if it drops under 4,700, we're going to go down to 46, uh, 45, 45, 50, what is that? 45, uh, 71, or maybe 4,600. Either way, that's a heck of a drop. Where did I get the 4,600 number from? As you'll see right here, that's where the high was right there. So it doesn't make some sense. It might pull back to there. Look what the moving average is. Hey, that's 200 points underneath where we are, guys. That's plenty for me. I don't know what it is for you. Um, now, again, the one year is telling me it's not yet. One month, what's that telling me? That's telling me it's not yet, but you know what's going to happen? If we can get under, look where the numbers match in again. 
4809, 4813, 4808, 4889. Like I tell you, if we break uh, 4790 and it breaks the purple here, just like when it broke the purple here, it's going to be sayonara. And you're not going to be prepared for it if, in fact, it does. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if it does, a lot of people are going to have a faraway look in the eye. I'm not going to have that look. I'm going to be buying puts. I'm going to be shorting it. I'm going to be all on top of it like white on rice. Okay? So that's the setup. That's the setup. Has it happened yet? No. Are you premature to get real negative on the market? Absolutely. If it starts breaking down, you want to get on that train to the, to the south? Absolutely, in my view. Okay? So there you go. Now, you know, if the S&P goes down, what do you think? The, uh, the, the Qs are going to go up? Of course they're not. Okay? So you got the Qs here, and it's going to be the same story, only a different uh, color, right? So if we do break, and here, breaking under, well, let's start with the 20-year. And again, you had a high point up here, 77 RSI, and up here, you're at 65. I don't need a, a weatherman to tell me which way the wind blows. You know, this thing is losing steam. It has less relative strength at the high. It means sell it. But there's no evidence yet because and a reversion to the mean. Do you think that makes any sense? Come on. All right. So here we go with the five here. RSI up here as a 74. RSI up here is at 70. Huge new high. No you new high on the RSI. That's not a good thing. And then on the one year, again, if we uh, get underneath here, which is what? On the Q, 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 Qs. Um, 45, uh, 405, start breaking underneath there. And if you take out here, which is uh, 395, it's going to be sayonara down to 380. Okay. Now let's take a look at IWM. The whole world says buy the small caps because the Fed's going to cut rates. Well, core uh, in, uh, CPI is way high, and even the core PPI is high. You know, they talk about, you know, the, the the PPI drop, but the core didn't. All right. Does that red line look like it's going up? Doesn't look like it's going up to me. So the bottom line is if it starts failing from this level, which is what? 196, well, 197. And look what the high was this uh, week. 197.10. Is that hard to understand why it stopped there? Not for me, because I'm following these averages, which are my moving averages. And if it breaks underneath what? If it breaks underneath that line right there, which is 190, it's going to open the door to 184. There's a huge gap down there. Don't even think that it could never go down there. And another gap down here. Don't ever think that it couldn't go down there. Okay. Now, I'm not, obviously, it's holding here. So, again, there's a possibility it's going to turn up. You don't see a whole lot of turnups when the market is pointing straight down on the red, but you did have one little. Fugazi rally here, which took you up here, but then it ultimately went in the toilet. Okay. So again, if you think that I'm massively bullish here, that would not be the truth, right? Okay. So I just gave you the stock indexes. Let me show you a couple of other ones here. How about gold? Gold, gold. Everybody loves the gold. Let's see what's going on here. Now, gold had a spike up here uh, on uh, the 4th of December, and obviously that was a false breakout. But look, it hold, held the purple line. Then it just had another big run-up, and it came back down, and it still held the purple line. Then today, because they're fighting in this Red Sea, uh, it went to 12, 2067. 
but it didn't go home very well. And the red line's pointing down and the red line comes in at 2052 and it closed under 2052. So if it starts tanking next week, do not be surprised because the red line is pointing down. Now, again, uh, that's what it looks like. If it takes out 2008, uh, then it could be in tough shape because bottom line is some of the other support is down here at 1876 and at 1964. So it's got a $100 drop ahead of it if it starts to break. And look at the red line it held right there at 2016. Look what the low was, 2014. So it starts breaking there. I think you can stick the fork in the gold. Again, if there is deflation, I can't I believe that's going to be good for gold. And again, uh, the gold does look very good for a trend. And if you look at the 20-year graph, it still looks good, you know, because it's above that number. But the red line comes in in 1963. So maybe they're going to take it down 100 bucks, scare everybody out, and then take it up. Either way, you want to be a little bit cautious on the gold right now. It gets above, let me put it this way. The RSI again is at 60. What did I tell you about 60? 60 is where it peaked out here. 60 is where it peaked out here. 60 is where it peaked out here. Do I need more evidence that 60 is a peak? I don't need any more evidence. But if it starts breaking through there and we can get to 62, 63 and on our way to 70, you'll be picking gold up for 23, 2400 maybe. So I'm not negative on gold. I just don't think it's time yet if you want to be a bull. Okay, let's take a look at oil. Everyone's bullish on oil. Let's see why that would be. And then the later uh, in the broadcast, I'm going to show you some things that I uh, have been keen on and see what you think. Okay, oil's on a what they call a uh, a uh, what do they call that a ledge? That's what they call it. And can you see it's on the purple line? The purple line comes in at sixty-nine bucks. It's at seventy-two and change. If it starts breaking through sixty-nine bucks, I'm telling you, it has a lot of downside potential. And what did Saudi Arabia just do? They cut prices. Now they say inventories are tight; they're very low in the market. That obviously would be bullish. I'm not saying one thing or another right now because it could break either way. Let's take a look at the five-year graph. Any more evidence? Now, the five-year graph is underneath all the moving averages. So if it breaks underneath 68, you know, this thing could go into the abyss for all you know, right? On the one-year graph, it's underneath purple. Purple's been controlling it since December. So that's two months it's been controlling it, right? Couldn't get above the blue line. This is all negative, right? Can't get above the blue, can't get above the blue, can't get above the blue. Now it's under purple, can't get underneath purple. If it breaks underneath this red line, which is at uh, 72.14, I would get the raincoat out because I think it's going to start raining. So like I said, keep an eye on the oil. But uh, if I was a guessing man, this uh, these little spike ups that don't last are not a good sign. And some people are saying that the Saudi Arabians want to flood the market with oil in order to get the price under 60 so we can so they can hurt the US productor producers who seem to have a break even of 60 so if they get it under 60 they can halt the production and then firm up the prices for their own uh, self is that going to happen well I'll tell you right now it starts breaking under 70 uh, it starts breaking under 70 and 68 and it goes into 66 or lower it's on the way and the RSI is on the ledge too see RSI right now at 49 you know and I know if it gets way under 50, it's going to have a tank. Okay? Uh, so that's the story on oil. Um, let's take a look at um, the interest rate picture because everybody wants to know what rates are going to do. Let's take a look. I'll tell you what I've been thinking. Okay. Uh, on the 10-year uh, note, 
Okay. When we're at 5%, let me show you even worse, right? If you're at 5% and all the moving averages are down, 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 guess what I'm telling people? There's going to be a reversion to the mean. You know why else I told them that? Because you see this high point? What's the RSI? 78. What's the high point up here? 74. That's called a divergence, which means this is a baloney rally that has no strength, which means it's going to revert back to the mean. Hasn't it just done that? Yes, it has. Now it's floating around the 395 area because that's the first stop on the southbound train. If it's going to have another southbound train, it's going to go to 350 or it's going to hold here and rally back up. Either way, and since the RSI is holding 50, it's not a bad bet that it might hold this area and go back up. I mean, come on. You know, yes, the goods inflation is down. Refrigerators are down and all that kind of stuff because the supply chain's normalized, right? In COVID, we, had, we couldn't get a refrigerator, so they charged a lot for it. Now you can get 19 refrigerators, and so they charge less for it. You don't have to be from Harvard or the London School of Economics to figure that one out right okay so that's what's going on but services are still going nuts wages are still going up people still want to travel people are still going out doing all the kinds of nonsense i live in las vegas nevada believe me they're all out there still that may change i haven't seen the change yet okay and the uh, consumer electronic show that's in town this week had had more people at it than ever in history so this is not a down situation Okay, and the Fed wants to get inflation at 2%, 3.7% uh, unemployment, wages going up 4%. Good luck with that. Okay, uh, owner's equivalent rent going up through the roof. You know, it's not happening. Okay, so anyway, you know, and the whole planet is looking for Fed cuts. That's not a good thing if you're looking for Fed cuts. You know what I mean? Okay, and again, look at that RSI holding 50 on the bonds, which means that if it holds here and starts rallying, RSI will go up. And then, of course, that'll be that. If it breaks from here, there you know, you know it's going to 350 and you know it's may, maybe go to 275. That'll only happen if the whole economy uh, falls apart. And there's no evidence of that happening right now. In fact, JP Morgan came out today and said they're expecting revenue to be 90 billion versus an estimate prior of 86 billion. You're not going to make 90 billion dollars worth of revenue if we're going into a big recession. So there you go. Um, okay, so there's your 10 year note. And there, that's your story right there. All right. Uh, what else? How about the U.S. dollar? You want to look at that? U.S. dollar. 20-year graph tells me that we're right on to support at 100. So if this thing holds 100, you're at the lows of the dollar. Breaks 100, you're going down to 96, right? Look what the RSI is doing. Looks pretty supportive. So I'd probably be looking from the long side here. And if rates go back up, you know this dollar is going back up. And you also know that freaking uh, 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 euro is coming down which is half of this index, okay? So be careful of that. Uh, commodities in general, GDH24. That's a Goldman Sachs commodity index, okay? You look at a 20-year graph on it, what do you see? You see it's holding on for dear life down here. So this could be the bottom of commodities, okay? Could very well be the bottom of commodities right around here, as long as it holds the purple line, which is also the high here. Isn't that coincidental? Highs here are 500. Excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 500. And over here, the the lows are around 500 where the line is. So 500 is huge. And so far, it has held it. It has held 500. See, the low has been 527. So even if they dump oil and bring it down to 500, it might be a buying opportunity. Because again, 
that purple line is huge. You see when it broke, it went nuts. You see when it broke above, it went nuts. That's why the purple line is important. Get it? Purple line, you're going to crash. Rising above it, you're going to zoom. My opinion. Okay? All right. So you got the commodity sector with the Goldman Sachs commodity index. You've seen the dollar. You've seen interest rates. You've seen the stock indexes. You've seen gold. You've seen crude oil. That's an awful lot to see. How about seeing some of the things that I've liked lately and why I liked them and why they worked out? Okay? Let's talk about Apple. I was all over the Apple puts. I'll explain why. First of all, on Apple, this is the long-term chart. Last time we were at 180, where was the RSI? 73, 73. Where are we up here? 58, 62. What did I tell you about 60 and 58? If you can't get through there, you're not going to get the acceleration phase, and it's the top. I know that, so that's why I'm looking at puts. So right now I know there's puts time, right? Okay, so I go over to the one-month graph, and what do I get? I get a market that has a high point here of 72 and then an RSI of 64. I know the thing's out of steam, but I'm not going to do anything until the red line's pointing down. And down is not this. This is not down. Down is when it goes down for a little while, then it breaks under green, then it breaks under blue. So when it hits 195, then I get a feeling it's dropping. And then I start looking at the 192.50 puts. That costs a dollar, a dollar fifty for a week or two to go, right? And then I look for a drop, and it goes all the way down to one ninety. So obviously those options jump. Then we get a rally, can't get above green. So you reload with the next week, and you try to buy those options. And then basically you are looking to cash in. Once it breaks purple, did I tell you that it's going to go very dramatically underneath? Plus, did I tell you when the RSI breaks forty, it's going to do it? So look at this. It breaks forty. And what happens to the price? Sayonara, and that's called a rainmaker. And so that's how I made some money in the puts on Apple. Now let's take a look at some of the oil stocks, which was the next game in town. This was the first week of the year. Next week was the oils. So we look at Devon Energy and we go to the 20 year graph and we say, this thing is holding on for dear life right here. At what price? 40, uh, where's the purple? 43.58. You notice it closed well underneath 44, uh, 43.58. So it is in a situation with the red line pointing down that it could go way down. Conversely, if it gets above 50, this thing could start screaming to the upside. So this is a very exciting market to look at because it is a stock that a lot of people do like, but it's on the verge of either accelerating to the downside or taking off to the upside because it's in a nice big band here. The purple line is telling us it's holding up. It's underneath it. So if next week it starts seeing 41 or 40, believe me, it could go into the abyss. And one of the places I measured it out to was a gap that I saw in one of the charts right around 30. So imagine this thing goes down to 30 in the next couple of weeks. Not off, not off the charts, not with that red line pointing down. However, since it's had a big correction from 80 to 42, obviously you could see what? It bottom here, and if it starts taking out what? I'll give you the numbers right here. If it starts taking out 48.50, it could start taking off like a bat out of you know what. So it's a very exciting market right now. But right now, if you look at the five-year graph, it's underneath everything, and it closed way down here. So do you see any air down here? I don't see any air. And you see the RSI where it's pointing? So again, there's a significant risk that this thing is going to do something very wild. Either A, go into the abyss and close this gap maybe down here, which is at what? 
about 33 bucks, or it's going to be sucking everybody out of the market. RSIs are you know right down that 30 area. And if it starts getting you're getting going above 4850, I would get on the long side very quickly. And that's the uh, one of the energy uh, shares that I've been kind of uh, interested in. Uh, a metal share I've been interested in is Newmont Mining. Now, if you go to the 20-year graph on Newmont Mining, you'll see it looks very bad because it's holding that red line, which is pointing straight down, and you're under purple. Not a good thing. A little bit oversold, but look, there's no divergence. 43 up there and 42 down there. You got your pop, and now the RSI is back at 40. So if next week we start taking out 37, who knows if we can't take out 35 and go even further down because that's the way it's pointing, okay? On the uh, five-year graph, again, it's closed under everything. Everything's pointing down. So would this surprise you if it went into the abyss next week? No, it wouldn't surprise me either. That's why I like the puts on this thing. But the puts and the calls are so inexpensive that you might be able to do both, calls and puts on the same time. That's called a strangle. And that either way it breaks, you could make money as long as you get volatility. If you don't get volatility, you can lose on both sides. Okay, uh, so that was a gold idea. And then here's these banks, because I've been uh, negative on the banks here. And let me explain why. Okay, uh, for instance, uh, well, let's look at the 20-year graph. Does that look like it's at a, a pretty high point here? Again, we're at 62 on the RSI. That's where it tops out. That's where it tops out. And then take a look at the one year. Again, look at that rally, and then it came right back down. Somebody got goosed here. Look at the one month. You know, what is that about? What is that all about? So everything is pointing down. It could drop to 165. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but, you know, that's why I'm betting. I thought that 176 was what they call manna from heaven. Buy your puts at 175 on that rally, and look what you're already up uh, pretty big going into Friday. That's why I've been telling people. Uh, Bank of America, same story, but not as volatile. And it's holding the 32, so that's not bad. Breaks under 3240, you're going to have something to talk about. And basically, like I say, the RSI is at 40. If you break uh, 3240, it's going to probably start accelerating to the downside. Where would it take you to? Probably take you down to purple. What's purple? $30, ballpark. So, you know, options are very inexpensive one week or two weeks out. Just at 32 or 3150, you can probably make some decent money if it did break. Um, Citigroup, again, big move up all the way to 80 on RSI, popped up here to try to get to 54. RSI only went to what 62. What did I tell you about 62? 62 can sometimes be a peak. Where did we close? We closed at 52, we're at 52.42 in the aftermarket, and so you're trading under the red line, which comes in at 52.87. So every day it's under 52.87, that red line will start turning down again. Not a great uh, situation because these are very strong companies. But again, even strong companies will revert to the mean. There's a lot of stocks out there that I analyze. There's a lot of commodities that I look at. So right now, before we close up, I'm just going to explain to you what I can do for you. I, again, I'm Jim, the option professor, and I've been doing this for decades. Obviously, I have a lot of experience and I've been educating people through seminars nationwide, thousands of people. And I have traded thousands of options and millions in stocks. So I'm not somebody who just fell off the boat. What I can do for you is real simple. I have a link that gives you my indicators. I spend one hour at least with you on the internet, you know, on a, on a, uh, on a uh, online meeting 
where you're looking at the link and the indicators, we're plugging your stocks in, we're plugging my ideas in, we're discussing what I think, and then basically my opinions and my observations. And you come away with the knowledge of the indicators, the knowledge of how I interpret them, and then some ideas that I have with you and some ideas that we have discussed with your ideas. What we don't do is we don't give advice. And so you go to your broker, you consult your broker for your suitability, you consult your broker for your risk tolerance, and you take it wherever you want to take it. The indicators can be interpreted 19 million ways. I interpret it my own way. What I suggest you do, because I don't have any skin in the game for you to what? do anything. And I don't, I'm not planning on charging you thousands of dollars or monthly fees or anything like that. So basically for a low cost one-time visit, I can educate you. We can talk about options. We can talk about option strategies. We can talk about short-term options, how to trade them, all the different tactics. I know them all. So again, talking to a knowledgeable person is not a bad idea. And uh, so you uh, go to optionprofessor.com, O-P-T-I-O-N, P-R-O-F-E-S-S-O-R.com. I love the short-term options. Why do I do that? Because they are very low in price. And if you're right, you make a lot. And if you lose, you lose just the premium. That's my idea of a good time. If it's, uh, that's your idea of a good time, then timing is your ultimate key. And I can help you with that. Again, this is Jim, the option professor. I'd like to speak to you. And so please go to the website, optionprofessor.com. Put in your uh, uh, information, and then I will call you back personally. We'll set up a good time to set up the online meeting, and then we will go from there. Okay? Good luck. Good trading. I think I gave you some decent insight here with some decent proof. And basically, I've shared my opinions, my insights, my views, and hopefully they will be of value to you. Again, optionprofessor.com. Put your information in. We'll talk, and then hopefully I can help you. Okay, good luck and good trading, everybody. And again, big week ahead, more bank earnings. Uh, uh, we've got the uh, Fed meeting on the 30th, and we've got uh, PCE on the 26th. So nothing but news ahead. Uh, again, give me a you know, go to the website and put in your contact information. I look forward to talking to you. Have a good day, everybody.